0: Welcome to Walking in Faith with Bishop Daly. I'm Bishop Tom Daly, the seventh bishop of the Diocese of Spokane here in eastern Washington State. And joining me this morning on the topic of stewardship and the life of the church here in eastern Washington, we have Father Vic Blazevich, Father is pastor in the Ponderay region of our diocese, beautiful area of north of Spokane. And we have Chris Kreslens, who's the director of the Office of Stewardship for our diocese. Welcome, Chris and Father Vic.
1: Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop.
0: Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, for our listening audience uh, about your background and how long you've been working for the diocese and uh, your previous ministry experiences and and uh, just how life is
1: living here in uh, the inland Empire. Sure. Well, my journey to all of this started a long time ago. I think I I don't know if I've told you this, Bishop Daly, but um, my Catholic education all happened within a one point mile radius. I went to St. Thomas grade school, then I went to Catholic Central High School, and then I went to Aquinas College. And it was all just in that little spot. But uh, for some reason, um, Mm -hmm. it didn't take very well (laughs) for me right away. Um, And it was through through my wife really coming into a strong relationship with with Christ, um, through some experiences she had by attending Franciscan University that um, caught my attention and uh, led me to explore my faith more deeply and eventually um, really to embrace my faith and to then pursue Rose uh, in the sacrament of marriage. And now we're blessed to have seven children. And through that time, I was, I started going to school for a couple different things. And, and uh, my heart though was was always really aligned with the mission of the church, and so I shifted my degree away from business, and I decided to pursue theology and philosophy. And I was already married, so I was not pursuing the priesthood. And um, I I landed my first job with the Franciscans in in Grand Rapids at a parish called Saint Anthony of Padua, and um, there I started uh, sixteen years of of parish ministry. What I would say was for some really dynamic ministry years where a lot of people um, were impacted and I can still see a lot of young adults now through what we did, uh, either becoming um, embracing a vocation as a priest, religious life, or uh, just leading some really holy marriages. So that, um, that led, led to us exploring, looking out West to, to, um, at first moving to the diocese of boise and working under bishop christensen and then as i, I just turned my attention more towards the gifts i felt i developed uh, through all these years and and what i knew and and wanting to uh, really be interwoven with with the mission of the church and and looking at stewardship and development became really appealing to me because i know that there are a lot of things we desire to do in church Um, number one, we have to have the the right aim and focus, and then we're going to need help to do it. And, and I enjoyed that part of onboarding people to partner with, with the, the advancement of the church. So we're really enjoying being here in Spokane. Um, it's, it's, um, it's just been a real blessing to our marriage, to our family. Um, our kids are really involved with, um, the community here as Rose and I are as well. So that's been great
0: to grand rapids michigan to boise idaho to spokane washington yeah. we're grateful that um when um <clears throat> you uh, applied for the position of director of stewardship one of the one of the key aspects that as we were reshaping the office was someone who understood the life of a parish and um the challenge i have seen when people want to come in and do uh, development work stewardship work is they bounce from um, position to position one time they're raising money for a zoo the next time it's the opera another time it's an art museum then it's a school but to understand the life of the parish the why behind what we we do as we generously share our resources um, is crucial and uh, i'm very grateful uh, for chris uh, bringing that experience of life in the church as well as as a layman uh with with rose his wife and the kids um trying to live their faith in a very complicated time father Vic. Is been in the position as the Vicar of Finance uh, since July 1. Uh, I've come to know Father Vic since I came to the diocese. Now uh, it will be uh, six years um, this this May, and uh, Father Vic has been a pastor in several places. But for our listening audience uh, who may not get a chance to come up to the beautiful Ponderay region, uh, Father Vic, if you could tell us a little about your vocation story uh, I think your father owned a grocery store, but that's that's uh, what I know. I, I think several of our priests may have been caught shoplifting there when they were young people. Um, we can discuss those names during a fundraiser later on, but Father Vic, tell us a little about your background, please.
2: Thanks, Bishop Daly. Thanks a million. Um, you know, the apple certainly didn't fall from the far from the tree. I was born and raised in Spokane and I'm still in the diocese. Um, I. Um, as you said, my dad owned a grocery store and uh, we lived right behind it. I was, um, um, born at Sacred Heart Hospital. His grocery store was right, um, on Southeast Boulevard, not far from that whole area. And, um, we lived there in the back of that store myself, um, for the first seven years of my life. And so I was, uh, Baptized and received my first communion and um, um, first confession at Sacred Heart, where I went to school. And then we moved to the valley, and from second grade onward, we were members of St. John Vianney Parish. So um, always in here in the diocese. Um, after um, schooling, um, I, I got um, went to college, got my degrees in both business and psychology. It was in 19 um it was in the 80s and there was not a job to be had in Spokane. And I always wanted to stay here. And of course, jobs in Seattle were plentiful. You just went over there and you were able to get a job. And so um, I went to Seattle and um, really was able to get a job at Safeco Life Insurance Company. And I was there for about 10 and a half years. in in business and um, working with retirement planning. And uh, my goal um, was always to get people to um, have a healthy retirement so they could retire um, in style. And um, I look at my job job now, at once I got people over to retirement, now my job is to get them over to the other side so, I've sort of yes. added to my um, description in life. But Safeco really formed me um, a really top notch company, really professional. And it, to this day, I can't go through a day without thinking of them. I was active in my parish um, in Seattle, I was at St. James Cathedral. And maybe when we talk about stewardship, I can share about what sure. prompted me. Um, in my whole life. I mean, that was a life-changing experience on how I became not only a member of St. James, but an extremely active member of St. James. And that propelled me in my calling to um, solidify my calling into the priesthood. Mm -hmm. It became such a profound experience that I wanted to do it full-time instead of uh, working part-time. Of course, at the time I was a member of St. James, I I figured I was... um, It was almost like a a 40-hour-a-week job anyway. With my job at Safeco, my job at St. James, I had no time for myself. But it was exhilarating, both working and my active work in the seminary. When I did decide to be a priest, um, of course, I wanted to um, stay in Seattle. And that's a story in itself. It didn't work out the way I had planned. But I think in God's plan, it worked out beautifully because The thing that I gave up most, I loved Seattle, I loved my friends there, I loved the energy, (laughs) but it was, in this way, God's great sacrifice, if you follow me, you're gonna go where I want you to go. And so that was the hardest part. And of course, I came back to Spokane, this is where I was born and raised from. And when I left there, how hard it was, but I was embraced here in Spokane, like nothing else, and um, it fell into place beautifully when it came to Bishop White Seminary. Um, Father Root was our <laughs> director at the time, and then I um, uh, Bishop Skillstad um, gave the option of uh, where would you like to go to seminary? I had never been outside of the country, per se, um, other you know, really Europe, and so I I um, asked if I can go to the North American College, which I was accepted there. And so I studied for four years um, at the North American College and came back in uh, the great jubilee year of 2000 and was ordained. And we had a bumper year crop for the diocese, oh, whosever prayers it was, however it worked out, there were six ordinations that summer, and all six of us are still priests. It was Father Dan Barnett, Father Tom Conley, Father Richard Semple, Miguel Mejia, and uh, Jose Mian and myself, six of us that summer. I've never s- had, I'm hoping that um, Bishop Daly will see the fruits of his beautiful ministry pay off, that we will get another bumper crop year like that. Nonetheless, I've had many assignments after the year of uh, 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 2000 and my current assignment, as Bishop Daly said so well, was at the beautiful five, um, the five parishes up here in Ponderay County, where I'm um, um, at, um, headquartered in Newport and, um, how things work out the way they're supposed to, I, um, when Bishop Daly asked me to be the vicar for finance and I said, wow, I'm doing two things I love. I love pastoring. That's still part of my life. I love administration for my years of business. I could not ask for a better fit. So anyway, I, I just, it came together out of the clear blue sky. When Bishop called me, it's like this, you gotta be kidding me. And again, you know, God comes looking for us and, and here we are. I talked too long. So anyway, Bishop, I asked it a long question. So thank you.
0: Sure. And again, we appreciate Father Vic's generosity to take on responsibility uh, as Vicar of Finance. As you know, Father Vic uh, followed uh, Monsignor Me who had spent uh, five years in the position, and yet, again, with his responsibilities as pastor of St. Augustine's, he felt it was time for uh, focusing exclusively on his parish and um, recommended uh, Father Vic, and we're very grateful, and I'm very grateful as the bishop, um, that the three vicars, the vicar of finance, the vicar general, Father Connell, and the vicar priest, Father Kirst, assist me in in this diocese uh, taking care of God's flock. Uh, the vocation story, again, shows you, as, as Father Vic said, where the Lord calls, and uh, we're very blessed as we continue to, to build uh, the, uh, the vocation uh, reserve here in the diocese. My priority has always been the faith formation of our young people, especially strengthening our Catholic schools, vocations to priesthood and religious life, that God's people have shepherds, and of course, the call to holiness, how do we serve the Lord in a very, very difficult time? Part of, of course, the responsibility as the bishop is to make sure that we are stable financially. And so we're gonna take a break, and when we return, I'm gonna ask Chris and Father Vic to tell us a little bit more about how we as a diocese uh, roll out our plans for stewardship, the annual appeal. I know it is, is mundane, but um, my experience has been, God will always give us what we need. It may not we be what we want, but that's how we trust in providence. We'll take a break and when we come back, we'll continue again talking with Father Vic and Chris Creslins Welcome back and joining me is Chris Kreslins, the Director of the Office of Stewardship for our Diocese of Spokane and Father Vic, who is the pastor of the Ponderay Cluster of Parishes, and also the Vicar of Finance. We're talking about stewardship, and maybe a little bit, uh, maybe Chris, if you can, from your experience so far in the position, and also maybe some of the conferences you've gone to, um, what is stewardship for our listening audience? Um, it's not just about raising money, but how do we explain, explain to people uh, who ask a question, what is stewardship? Why should I be involved in it? How does it affect me as a, as a Catholic?
1: yeah if we boil it down it's at its foundation it's this simple idea but really powerful and generous thing that has occurred that is that god is 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 the one who's gifted us with everything he's he's the one who has has blessed us with all that we have the life that we have the things in our life and stewardship is just a generous response back you, you recognizing that that God, in His generosity, has blessed us. And, and two, the story's bigger than the story here is bigger than, um, you know, why would we want to participate financially? Or, the, the story is that in God's great generosity, not only did He bless us with life and all that we have, but he knew that along the way that things um, took place that separated us in our relationship with Him. And his ultimate generosity was that he sent his son Jesus Christ to repair that relationship and bring us back into into right relationship with him. So, uh, when we think about stewardship, it's just a generous response back to God. And 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 I boil it down even in my own life. Um, and I think about I when we opened the show, I I just briefly touched on that there was a time in my life where I had to really really explore and come to, to grips with my relationship with God? And was I, was I going to be all in? Was I going to really follow God in my life and, and do what I do what Christ was asking me to do and to embrace the, the church that Christ gave us? And so um, the hard part for me, Bishop Daly, was I was afraid. I was afraid that if I gave my life in this way, that I would lose out. And that can translate on that level of you know I was afraid I'd have to change the way I live, the things I did, the places I went, the people I hung out with. Um, but you know, as you step in a little deeper in this call of generosity, also then asks us to participate to help the church financially. That that can be another fear for people too to let go. And the verse that I always think of comes from Matthew ten chapter thirty or chapter ten verse thirty nine. And it says this, where Christ says, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. But if you try to hold on to your life for yourself, you'll you'll lose it. And so I think this, this is the basis of, of stewardship here that God and his generosity has given to us. And it's our response to him to be generous back to him with our lives and to be generous to others and to be generous to the church.
0: Before I asked Father Vic about his experience as a pastor who has to one of his responsibilities as a pastor, all of our priests, is the the temporal side of, of a parish is You know, or the concern about how do we pay for the heat and um, the electricity, and 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 uh, supporting uh, those aspects of parish life that might be seen as more business and less spiritual. But nonetheless, as we know, with Jesus himself, he depended upon the generosity of friends, and uh, and some were extremely generous to him. You know, I reflect the last um, since the retreat that the bishops went on in January about the relationship between humility, which sees all that we have as gift, um, thus leading to gratitude, which is uh, people who are grateful know that, as as Paul said, why should we boast all that we have we receive? one is humble and one is grateful, then one can be generous. And I think there's a connection that we're trying to work with our people. Humility is uh, so essential. And I often talk about quoting from St. Vincent de Paul and his uh, discussion of the humility. And i very much grateful for my education. Uh, again, not from Grand Rapids, not from Spokane, but my experience uh, I mentioned at Catholic Schools Week with, with the Daughters of Charity and the De La Salle Christian Brothers, very much formed in that uh, French school of spirituality which speaks strongly about uh, humility. We don't boast. We just do our job uh, what God has asked us. It's kind of that Luke 17 which which, uh, Vic, I want you to keep this in mind. Should I pass? That's what to be read at my funeral. Why should we be thanked? It was only our job. We we're doing our job. I think there's, there's that humility, which leads to gratitude, tremendous gratitude for the many blessings I've had growing up, in my assignment here, the people I'm able to work with, and then allows us then to be generous. As a pastor, um, Victor, in, in the diocese, that has had its ups and downs. Um, I have found that if people trust their pastor, they're generous but they have to trust them. Your experience as a pastor in several places, but most especially the Ponderé parishes, um, how have you found your ability to talk about stewardship to our people? Is it difficult? Do the people understand it? Have they responded generously? A little bit about your experience.
2: Oh, Wonderful. Bishop, great question. Good introduction about that humility and responsibility. And before I answer the question, let me go back, if I can, just send me back for a minute or so on what affected me as a parishioner, as a layperson, um, to be generous. I I had mentioned... I was active in my parish of St. James Cathedral in Seattle, but it didn't come around overnight. It it started with um, um, going to Mass and actually being asked, um, Boy, you see, you're here a lot. How would you like to be an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion? I started doing that. And then it was, Would you like to um, take over um, one week of doing hospitality? And the rest went. And all of a sudden, it became ownership of the parish. It became a relationship with my pastor and others. And then it just became a whole life to me. Um, As a matter of fact, um, uh, when I was doing hospitality, I I didn't realize once a month, I, you know, it was a Saturday night setting up for hospitality, Sunday morning at seven o'clock going to Safeway and picking up 55 dozen cake donuts, bringing it back, setting it up and um, getting hospitality set up and cleaning up. By Sunday afternoon, by 2 30 in the afternoon. But that was just a part of it. And then, even at the diocese, archdiocesan level, they had approached and had said, We're starting an AIDS ministry program. Would you be part of that? And that took on a whole new life. And then the stewardship came financially. And then I, I, I'm saying this humbly, not to draw on myself, but that whole gratitude to God, I became a 10% tither. I said, practice your faith. But it all led to that. It was the work I was doing before it led up to the 10%. So to me, stewardship was the whole, it's a family. I own it. This is where I am. I brought that model with me to the priesthood. I could never ask my parishioners for anything if I was not doing it myself, Mm -hmm. if I was not helping out at the parish, if I was not tithing every week at the parish, if I was not giving to the annual Catholic appeal or the school collection, there's no way I could stand up there authentically and ask them. People felt it, they knew it. I never talk about Stuart. In my parishes, they live it. This morning, I was up in my chapel. I was doing my office. I was looking downstairs. Sure enough, the doors of St. Anthony was open. There was a parishioner over there. We're doing some some um, um, updating to the sanctuary and the church painting. It's like an um, they take on they do it without me asking them. When it comes to ACA, it's like, oh, here it is, ACA time. They know it. They feel it. They embrace it. It's not a hard sell because they're living it 12 months a year. So to me, an active disciple, they, um, you get them involved in their parish. You call them. You ask them to help. And then they do it. And then they feel empowered. And then the money that comes naturally. It's not focused on that. It's the whole picture. And um, even the stewards who you don't see active physically, they're home praying. And they will even tell us, Father, we're praying for the parish. We're praying for this. They're in their nursing homes. They're the elderly. So stewardship for us is modeled in every way, and it all fits in together.
0: So, I think that father Father Vick brings up a very good point about how it seems very natural, and I have seen um here since coming to the diocese, it's been very important that to the people I ask the priests that they including myself that we give to the annual appeal. It is our way to and, and a good percentage of our priests give at that um at the at the top level um and they do so, and I think that does. Uh, show our people that we are in this, you know, together in our efforts. I think the special collections. I'm, I'm just amazed at some of some of our retired priests. How generous they are with the Catholic Schools Collection, among other things. Um, they just see it as part of it. They, God's bless them. They're looking kind of winding down their life. They know that the expenses are kind of predictable, and so they respond. Well, of course, when a family is 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 growing and they're paying Catholic School tuition and uh, money can be a little tight we understand that it's the great line, not equal gift, but equal sacrifice. And, um, it's interesting that the, there's a little church, um, in Maine and it has a stained glass window and it is called it, the, the stained glass window is God loves the cheerful giver. And, um, I think that that, uh, I think the people, um, can embrace that concept. If you could say that if they know that, um, The priests are are sharing in that, and they also know that there are some who are just extremely generous. I know when I was president of of Marin Catholic, there was the $13 million drive to build the John Paul II uh, student center and classroom building. I learned two lessons, the incredible generosity of certain people, and the sad reality, sometimes the people who had much to give and demanded much gave virtually nothing. And so I think it is a kind of a concept that brings it back to what Chris has said and you, Father, that we, um, we respond to what God has given to us. And as long as the bishop, I, uh, to me, honesty as to where that money is being spent, what happens to it, where it comes from, the people of God deserve that information. Uh, we're fortunate we're out of bankruptcy, and we can focus on those, those issues, uh, especially caring for our people. Again, Catholic education, the religious education programs in our rural community. One of the things I um, have discovered since becoming the bishop is the needs of the rural community, not just farming, but those rural mountain communities where people are often isolated and um, they need our help. And if a community sees itself as not just about money, but about being of oneself, there is that sense of generosity of heart. It's a a theme I stress with our seminarians because I want them to know, as as Chris said earlier in that quoting, when we give of ourselves, it's not God will give us the balance we need. We can never uh, outdo ourselves because God has given us the ultimate gift of son. It's been great talking to you. We're going to wind this show up and it has been on stewardship. I again thank uh, Chris and his work and Father Vic and his... uh, pastoring and also his ministry here in the diocese, and we pray that uh, the people of God in eastern Washington, may all of us together, clergy, religious, laity, that we may be a generous people, responding always to the gifts that God has given to us. God bless you both, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you,
2: Bishop Daly. Thank you, Bishop.
0: Walking in Faith with Bishop Daly is a production of the Catholic Diocese of Spokane. Walking to Faith is produced and edited by Mitchell Palmquist. It can be heard on Sacred Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcasts